everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories. Thanks for tuning in. On today's podcast, we have Lanchi Deck with us from Too Cool Motorcycle School, and we are going to talk about women on motorbikes. There has been a rise in women ridership in Alberta and probably everywhere else as well. The trend is on the upwards, so here you go, two women talking about women on bikes. That uh, can't be a bad thing. How are you today, Lanchi? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, you know, riding season is amazing, and uh, it's so good to see the diversity out there. Let's start with what got you into riding. We we've talked about this ourselves before, but let's let's mm. talk about it with everyone else. Everybody has a story. Uh, okay. Well, what got me into it? I I do know that just growing up, I've always wanted to ride and. I think it was back in junior high where I actually brought it up. Um, a friend of mine, we were sitting there talking about it, and she said, well, I don't think your your parents and especially your mom would ever let you ride a motorcycle. And I was thinking, you know, maybe not, because mom was pretty strict on a lot of things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a girl and traditionally raised, you know, Vietnamese. So a lot of things had to be... Um, basically being a girl, I had to do the girly things, right? So we, uh, we were sitting there and I just called over to my mom and I said, mom, would you ever let me ride a motorcycle? And she said, yeah, sure. Why not? And at that point I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to remember this. And, and, you know, growing up, cause with me being super tiny, you know, I'm five, two, and even now I'm about 83 pounds soaking wet. So Growing up, I had a lot of individuals, including my friends, just tell me that, you know, no way. It's, you're too small. You can't ride a bike. There's no way you can get on one. You can't handle one because of the weight and the size and all of that. So I never tried to see if I could. And, you know, I went through a lot of things in in my life and I came to a point where I needed to do something for me. So back in 2013, you know, seeing all the bikes come out at the start of the season and everything. And I thought, you know, I need to do something for myself. Motorcycling is something that I wanted to do. And that's another thing that everybody told me that I couldn't do. So I did a little internet search. I found a couple schools and some friends said, well, if you are going to be doing it, you need to go to Too Cool Motorcycle School. They're the best. I thought, okay. So I looked them up on their website, you know, saw this goofy logo and everything. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. But I mean, if everybody's talking about Too Cool, I'll check it out. So I emailed and I said, okay, I'm 5'2". At the time, I was like 75 pounds, maybe. And I said, you know, this is my weight. I don't know if I can actually do this, but I'm really interested in trying. And so... Um, Christine at the time was working the office, she emailed back and said, you know, Trevor, who's our chief instructor, is saying that if you have time to come down to the lot and have a chat with him, then you can start from there. I was thinking, okay. So I went down to the lot uh, between their breaks 
and he, you know, really welcoming. And I said, come over here. And he showed me how to get on a bike and stand it up. And I stood it up and he was like, okay, great. And I thought, great, what? And he was like, you're fine. And so that's how that started, right? So, and of course, on the first, so I registered. And I was thinking that's all I needed. Okay, so I registered for the course, showed up on the first day, super excited, sitting in the chairs. And then as soon as the instructor started talking, the first thing that came to mind was, what have I done? What am I doing here? Because everything that everybody told me that I couldn't do just came flooding back. And now I'm thinking, I'm stuck because I'm sitting here. There's 11 other people sitting next to me. And I can't run away right now. And I just told myself, I said, you know, Blanche, you've been wanting to do this. Everybody's told you that you can't do it. And now you're doing what they did. So you need to just tell yourself that you can do this. You're here. You know, that's the first step. So stick to it. And and I'm glad I did. So I love that story for so many reasons, like the one of overcoming what everybody is trying to like push you down and not build you up. Um, mm-hmm. Overcoming that's fantastic. That's a that's something all women should carry through every aspect of their lives, all people really. And the other is now I know the start of the love story of Trevor and Lanchi, <laughs> which is awesome. So what people may not have put together because Trevor was on an episode a few weeks ago and now we have Lanchi and you guys have been married for eight years and, uh, I mean, you met because of motorcycling and that that's amazing. Um, and life is good for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to point out nothing happened until well after the course. Yes. Yes. We will we'll make sure that that's very clear. <laughs> very professional. There was nothing happening during the course. Just, just in case. Yeah. No, we'll make sure that's very clear out there. Yeah. No, but you guys... Um, have built this amazing partnership and you're very involved in, in too cool as well. But let's, let's talk about, um, you know, cause we've seen it, you've been through it. I've seen it. The barriers that you and I have faced getting into riding mine was sort of similar a few years before you where, Oh, don't get that bike. It's too big for you. Or, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And Trevor did a, a show with us last year about, you know, what's a good starter bike. And he's like, whichever one feels comfortable to you has nothing to do with size. So what kind of barriers do you think have disappeared versus maybe still exist for women to get into riding? Uh, I, what I find like in my job with registration and stuff, I, I end up speaking with a lot of women um, because they call in, And the big thing is, you know, that support where, you know, coming into it is there's a lot of um, worry about whether they can, right? Because they're a woman your size. And even, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I get women who are taller and they still worry. Like, I don't know if I'm tall enough to do this. And it comes up like, well, what do you? what do you think is, is tall enough to do this? Right. And sometimes I will get, you know, I'm five, six, I'm five, seven. And even at that point, it's the fear is there. And it's, I think it's because we don't 
have enough support in terms of, you know, yeah, you can do this, right? It's, it's that whole, it's a man's world kind of thing. Um, and I know that, you know, while us women who are riders, we do try to support the others who are looking to get into it or who are just starting into it. It's just until you find um, the people to support you, then you're kind of lost, right? So it's that whole thing with uh, until you, what is it? Um, you don't know what you know until you know. And so I think that's the big thing is because a lot of women will assume that, you know, I'm, I'm too small. Well, maybe not assume, but it's based on what they're told. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like when I, when I was riding, sometimes I'm out, I've got all my gear on, I'm not near my bike. And I will have men say, oh, how is it riding on the back? And I have to point out, well, I'm not on the back of bike. I ride my own bike. And I've even had individuals argue with me about it, saying there's no way you ride a bike. You're way too small. You know, and, and so that's the thing is because that's out there, I think the big thing is that women don't have that confidence to get into it and try it. I mean, I'm not saying for all women, but it seems to be a big common thing is to have that bit of confidence to take that first step, right? It's very nerve wracking. Do you think we're seeing less of that with more of us women being more prevalent on social media or, you know, with, with me, with this podcast and and having even Ashley with her ride with red and stuff like that, having more women out there who ride that are more prevalent and out there. Do you think that's helping the confidence of the women to maybe feel a bit better about it? Cause none of us three are, I think Ashley's the tallest of the three of us, but we're not mm-hmm. big people. No. Um, I do think it helps. But at the same time, I think that because there's not a lot. And then also, you know, sometimes you see certain women on social media and such. But then at the same time, I find that some will still say, well, it's because that person is brave. Oh, you're brave. Oh, you must be a tough one. Right. So that's another narrative that women will tell themselves at the same time. And I think it's, it's just like with me, right. I went into it, like, I'm going to do this, but as soon as I'm put in the moment where, okay, this is a little more real, or for me at that point, it was, this is real as is happening right now is that, those words came back to me and I had, and it's a matter of being able to fight against that to say, no, you know what? I'm going to prove that wrong. And I think that's a big thing. And then also what I find is, um, and I might, I might get, you know, some flack for this, but I find that women, while we have this whole support women thing, you know, like let's, support each other, hold each other up. When it comes to things that make us nervous, we actually end up in a weird way, um, kind of dragging each other down unintentionally because we get together and we go, okay, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? And it's, yeah, I'm nervous. And suddenly you're just huddled together, nervous together. And then because of that, you approach things a lot slower, right? 
because now it's like, because with women, we are, we're the more cautious. I'm not saying every woman, but in general, women compared to men, we like to be cautious. We'll kind of calculate our steps and go, okay. And if there's anything that worries us, we'll just, okay, we're just going to slow this down and see what happens compared to men where because of society, they have to be tough. They can't show that they're fearful of anything. You know, you got to be the man. And so they will fake it until they make it a lot better than us. And they will force themselves to get to that point where they realize, you know what? I'm okay. I got this. Women, on the other hand, we don't do that. So if we're more of on our own, I think we do it a little bit better than when there's another nervous, you know, if you have like six nervous women, then we're all, oh gosh, freaking out together. And then it's like, okay, you take the first step. No, no, no. Okay. How are we going to do this? And, you know, we take forever just to get to that point where we go, you know what, this is no big deal. We got this. Right. So I think that's, that's another thing that is a big barrier for us is, one, there's not a lot of us who are doing this just yet. Although, you know, there is an increase, which is great to see. Um, but yeah, it's just the way we support each other sometimes isn't as supportive as we want it to be. I don't know. I could be wrong, but this is how this is how I see it. It's what I see just even in our classes, right? And the more women there are in a class, it slows it down. Um, I do know that they come nervous if there's only one or two of them, because then it's that fear of, oh, my gosh, I'm surrounded by men and now they're going to judge me. And so then they worry about that. But it seems like it's a little bit better than when you have five women in the class. And then they're all like, oh, my gosh. And I've asked some of our students, I said, you know, after they're done, of course, not during. After they're done and, you know, we have a good relationship with our students I always ask you know during your course when you were nervous did you find that it was tougher you know that you you were more nervous with another and they and they would say yeah because I would say I'm nervous and she would say I'm nervous and then we were just oh no together right so I think that's one of the things um and then in terms of because of how um, like in terms of the machinery that is available, there's not a lot that are sized a little bit smaller. And not saying that women can't handle the larger machines, but it comes back to that being nervous at the beginning, right? So they feel that, you know what, that's too big for me. And they just look at it that way. And so to be able to get on something that you can touch your feet on the ground, flat foot, gives you that little bit of confidence so that you're not focusing on the motorcycle and the weight of it until, you know, um, until you're more confident with just the riding. And then suddenly you're hopping on bikes that you can't even touch the ground and you're doing just fine. But it, that's that initial, initial part. And I think that's one of the, that's another barrier that, I think we have as women as well. Um, and it's just the reach of everything too, right? So 
not just the height of the bike, but like for myself, my, I ride a F750 GS and I had to do a whole bunch of adjustments to it to be able to reach the brakes enough rather than being completely outstretched and having to almost sit on my tank to be able to ride it. Um, and then the other thing is the gear. So as, um, you know, we've, mentioned before is about gear being comfortable so if you're not comfortable in your gear that will also impact how you are with your confidence right if your jacket's too loose or in your way and you can't move freely so that's another thing is gear right now I mean it is getting better but we're very limited as women our line like even when you look at I don't know if I could say it but like for example climb if you look at their lineup for gear, men have so many types of jackets, so many types of pants. Whereas with women, I think we have uh, out of the suits where you have the jacket and the pants, you've got the Artemis and then the, I think it's the latitude of the altitude. It's the ones that's full suit. And then the other one, if you have a mesh jacket, it doesn't have a mesh pants, right? So it's just, here's this jacket and then, and then another kind, but it's only because the men have had it for a few years. So now it brings in for the women. And then because of that, with our sizing, you know, in terms of our height, our hips, our bust, our, our inseam and everything, it's just, there's such a combination of that, but such a limited amount that it, it makes it hard, right? And if your gear's not comfortable, you're not going to enjoy that ride. You don't enjoy that ride. Or even especially while you're learning how to ride, if your gear is not fitting properly, you're going to be focusing on that less on, you know, learning your skills. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're not enjoying it because you're so distracted that you're not focusing enough to learn. Right. Absolutely. Um, the gear has definitely come a long ways from when I first started, but it, you're right. It's still not there. And I think that distributors out there really need to take into consideration. Every woman's body shape is very, very different. So you yeah. can't just have this, this, and this, and it's going to be one size fits all. You got to really take like they, they sell bikinis separately now because tops and bottoms aren't necessarily both large or both medium or both small. Yeah. You know, so they let you mix and match those. But going back to like the support system, I'm, mm. I, I don't think you can catch flack for that observation because I think you're absolutely right. And the way that I feel that I can support you on that comment is when I went into my course or gearing up to get into my course way back in 2007, I was supported by a whole group of men. Mm-hmm. And so my confidence was never not there. It was drilled in me like you, that this is something I really wanted to do. And I'd been riding on the back with friends or, or partners for years. And I'm like, I just got to do this on my own. And I had a group of men who were there supporting me. They were um, a lot older, or well, uh, not a lot, I guess, if any of them are listening, sorry for that <laughs> offense, but... <laughs> They're, they're a little older than me, but they were like extremely supportive and, and, you know, it was comforting that 
they're like, yeah, you know, listen, they were all hiding in the bushes while I was doing my test and very excited when I passed and, and all that stuff. And so I never had that same kind of edge, like on edge feeling when I started the course, I never had that. What am I doing here? I'm like, thank God I'm finally here. But there was maybe one other woman in the entire course. And I don't think she had the same support I did because she didn't excel. My instructors looked at me and said, we knew you'd succeed. Just you were born to be here. They could tell that I was, I had been supported to be there. So I think you're right on that. But uh, what I would like to see is the women riders out there just being more of a voice for women to get into the sport and being mentors and being supportive. And, and I see more of it and you're right. We do, we do need a lot more. What kind of ratios are you seeing at your school? Is that becoming more 50, 50? Do you have a women's only course that will take three days longer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in terms of the increase, I have seen an increase in, in, female registrations the what I do notice is the women will start the registration first it's that whole being prepared thing right we plan everything yes (laughs) the men are the oh shoot do you have a class that I can come to this weekend right they're very last minute not saying all but in general um but yeah like I see a lot more women who will register at the beginning of the season, the, they'll be on it and then the men will trickle in. Uh, so I don't know, I'd say about 20%, up to 20% um, by the time the whole season is over. So like 15 to 20%. In the beginning, like so far this season, I think we've got uh, 36 of our registra- 36% of our registrations so far are women. But again, that trickles, trickles down, right? Because at the beginning, it's, it's the women coming in full force. And what happens is we start running out of spots. So in terms of the all women class, that is actually what we're talking about in terms of all the women being together um, is why we don't do an all, all ladies class. Right? We get asked about it a lot. And generally, when that comes up, I always ask what the reason is. Is there a reason why um, an all-women's class is important to you? And I'm just about 100% always get, I'm nervous, and I don't want the men to judge me. And that's the thing is they worry that the men will be in the class watching them and saying, oh, she shouldn't be here look at how much she's sucking at this, you know, and, uh, or she's failing. She shouldn't be here. This is a guy's sport. But after I have a conversation with them, then they end up registering because, you know, even though it's, we don't do an all women's, we'll cap it off at five ladies per class, uh, whether we have 12 or eight, right? We cap it four or five ladies and it's just, because once we exceed that, we find that our classes slow down and we go over time. Because again, it's that very start is that to get them to be comfortable with being there. 
because they're so anxious and they feed off of each other's anxious energy. And so that's why we don't do that. And, you know, I always tell them that while you think, and this is for men and women, is that when you're taking the course, one, we try to create an environment where we are supportive and everybody is just, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at, what pace, how nervous you are. We're all here for you. You know, you're here for you. Jane Doe is there for them. You know, John Doe is there for them. And the big thing is that everybody's so worried about their own nerves and about being able to do this that they don't pay attention to what you're doing. You know, they're, they're worried about, okay, I have to get this skill. What am I doing? How am I going to figure this out? Do not fall over. You know, they're not caring about what you're doing over there. And if something does happen, we find that everybody in the class is more concerned of, are you okay than anything else? I think the only time anybody is, was concerned at any of our courses is, you know, if we have um, a student that's just out of their mind. We had one who showed up, was upset because they couldn't figure out where we were, even though he was just outside of our training lot area. And so he came in yelling and screaming. And so that was what made everybody uncomfortable, right? But as far as if anybody's struggling, nobody notices because they're so concerned with what they're struggling with, right? And I think that's that's just something in general, in life in general, that we as women need to stop doing is worrying about what other people think. Yeah. Because their thoughts of us are, are none of our business. We're, do you let them do them? And you are right. Like something happens. People are way more concerned about, are you okay? Like, let's get you back up and let's, you know, let's all rally around each other. But we as women have been through a lot of, you know, fights to get to where we are in, in, in the quote unquote man's world that, you know, it's hard to undo that, especially yeah. at a certain age, you know, the younger women are more, let's do this, let's go. You know, they, I think there, it's a different time for them, which is good to see down the road in the future. A lot of these anxieties maybe go away. Um, what would be, Last thing I want to ask you, what would be the best advice that you can give to women who want to get into writing? I would say just do it. <laughs> just, well, you only live once, right? If it's something you want to do, just do it and see where it goes. Because, you know, it might not be for everyone, just the same as with men, right? It might not be, but you're not going to know unless you try it and to give it your best shot and just to focus on, you know what, you're there for you, not for anybody else. If you want to ride, you're doing it for yourself, right? Don't be there because somebody else wants you to, or, you know, is making you, or they think that you should because they're doing it. You have to really think about, is this something that I want to do for me? Right. And not because of any hype, Sometimes we get women who register because they normally ride on the back and all the friends, they do a ride. And some of the other women in the group who do ride say, you, you should ride too. And then it's, oh, it's so fun. And they talk about their experiences. And then suddenly they got lost in, in that excitement. And they think, oh, okay, 
I, I want to do it too. And they don't really take the time to sit and consider like, okay, do I actually want to, or did I just get lost in this excitement? And now suddenly I'm registered for this course and I don't want to do it. Right. So there's that piece of think about if you want to do this, if this is a thing for you, then absolutely do it. Go for it. You know, it's an emotional roller coaster. You're going to want to cry at times. You're going to ask, like, what am I doing here? You know, get frustrated with certain skills. But the thing is just if you want to be there, you keep at it. You know, your pace, right, is it's going to be your pace. Don't compare yourself with anybody else. But if you want to do it, go for it. I'm going to add a quick thing to that because I'm really glad you you spoke to the be there for you and not the pressure from someone else to to make you do that. I, I have a girlfriend who was never pressured to go and do the course and get her class six uh, by her partner. She did it anyway. And she never did it with the intention to ride her own motorcycle. She did it with the intention of being a better passenger for her partner. And Mm -hmm. so while she's carried her class six the entire time, she's never ridden a motorcycle outside of the course that she took many years ago. But that was her decision. And that's the important thing. Like, because I don't look at her and go, what are you doing? You did all that and you're not going to ride. That's not my place to tell her what she should or shouldn't do. If that was her intention was to learn a lot more about motorcycling because it was important to her partner and she loves to be on the back and be a better, you know, passenger. Mm -hmm. Great. That is a good way to learn, you know, but like you said, you do it for you. And, and if you really want to, and you search your soul and this is, yeah, I need to do this. Trust there is support out there for you. Yeah. I and actually, go into it with an open mind. Absolutely. Um, to that whole taking a course because, you know, it's not, it wasn't because you want or she wanted to ride. I have a story of that too is uh, we had a student, she took the course because her husband rode and it always worried her because she did not understand any of it. So she said, you know what? Because I want peace of mind, I'm going to take this course to understand more about the riding aspect of it so that I can feel better every single time he goes out that door and gets on his bike. And she came through the course and, you know, I joked around and said, you know, it'd be funny if at the end of this you loved it. And she's like, no, 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 because we have some dirt bikes out at the farm. I never want to ride them. There's nothing about them that makes me want to just get on it and ride. And, that, and you know, it, that's away from traffic and everything. And even that. So she came out and after the second day, she's like, oh, you know, this is, this is kind of fun. And I just looked up at her and she said, no, 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 not that fun. And uh, so I, I laughed and I said, okay, well, well, we'll see. And after the course finished, she left. She didn't say anything further about, you know, how fun it was. And like, she enjoyed it. But it wasn't, she didn't say anything about, oh, you know, I'm going to do this now. So she left the course. A couple weeks later, I'm up at the lot. I turn and look at the entrance and I see this bike come up with like fully kitted out. And an individual, you know, helmet, full suit, everything, like geared up, head to toe. 
and they get off the bike. I walk over to say hi. The helmet comes off and lo and behold, it is her. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I guess you did have a lot of fun. She's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. She said, I started this journey to just understand and feel better about things, but I ended up falling in love with it. And so I left the course and I went and bought a bike, you know, so things will surprise you. And we've had couples where they take it together, where one is excited about it. One will take it because they just want an experience with their partner, but not to be riding afterwards. It's just, I'll do this with you, but I'm just going to ride on the back. And then in the end, the one who went in to be the support, um, ended up riding more than the one who was super excited about it. Right. So there's a lot of, it's, it's interesting. And then there's some people where they come in and they're like, they really want to do it. I really want to ride. They come in, they take the course and then there's other things that make them more excited. Right. And so they end up just not riding and just being a passenger or whatever the case, but it's interesting to see. So it's just, you know, you don't know until you, you try it but the big thing is yeah do it for yourself it's if it's something that you want to kind of get the experience right whether it comes of anything later on you have to be the one to want to be there that day absolutely and there's there's no better place to figure that out than in the comfort zone of a motorcycle course at Too Cool Motorcycle School. If you're in the Calgary area, uh, we'll close that. We'll close out with that little plug. Uh, once again, I like thank you so much, Lance Lanchi, for coming on the show. You, you and Trevor have been big supporters of us for so long, and we are so grateful for the time that you take. Whether it's our campaign launch or you know doing these podcasts, your expertise, your knowledge, your experience is valued. And uh, I know that people out there appreciate hearing your stories as well. So thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me today. You know, I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate what, you know, you guys do for, for um, bringing out the awareness of motorcycle riding and the safety of it. So that's very important. And for you guys to spend your time towards that. That's wonderful. Well, it's a good partnership. So we, we, we all appreciate each other, but uh, <laughs> all right, we will uh, chat with you again another time. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. On today's mailbag question is from an unknown I don't even know what to call it. It's not a solicitor. It's an unknown person. Anonymous. Anonymous has asked, have you had any close calls? Um, I've been riding for a while and there's a couple that stick out really, really uh, vividly in my head. Um, many years ago, it was probably about 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. Um, I was riding on the 3A from Creston towards the Crawford Bay Ferry. Uh, I had left my credit card back at the little diner that we had stopped at in Creston um, for lunch. And I told my friends who I had told them to go ahead of me anyway, because they were going to rip down that road and I was going to take my time. I'll catch up with them. And I turned around and went back and I got my credit card and we're, we're trying to get to the ferry and keep us all together. 
I did a no-no. I pushed it a little bit. I uh, was on a double solid yellow. I'll admit it. It was quite a long time ago. It's these things you learn from. And I went to pass a vehicle where I thought I had time and another vehicle came around the corner. Hence why there was double solid yellow lines. Probably shouldn't be out there because you don't have enough time. I had to hit my brakes pretty hard. They, the people I was passing hit their brakes too, because we're all trying to figure out how to get me back in that other lane, locked up my back tire. Uh, somehow it came loose again, which was great. And I made it back in behind the vehicle and swore a lot to myself in my helmet after that. Got to the ferry. My friends were excited that I made it so quickly. And I was like, yeah, I just about died. Uh, my fault, 100%, my fault. Have I done that again? Never. That was a wake-up call for me and understanding that my skills I learned in my rider course saved my life that day. I called my head instructor from years ago uh, before that and thanked him for teaching me those skills and vowed that I would never do something so stupid again. So I have not. Uh, the other is I have issues with slow speed skills in parking lots, which has been entertaining for my friends where I will tip over in a gas station and my motorcycle will land on my foot, pinning me, not in a hurtful way um, because I wear proper motorcycle boots. Again, I would probably crushed my foot had I not. And I just like at them and go, can someone please pick my bike off of me? You know, <laughs> I've had a couple slow speed incidents more at the start of my riding career. Um, I tend to work on my slow speed skills a little bit more because practice, perfect practice makes perfection, I guess is the saying. Uh, so yeah, I've had a couple of close calls um, and worked on myself to improve my riding. I would suggest to you, always keep growing and learning from those experiences. And that is our show today. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get yours. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you think that would be great on the show or maybe a question for our mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us on all the socials, email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out through the website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe and think bike. We will see you out on the road.